0: Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe and Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe and OWL and Bleave.com.
1: This week, we talk about the recent Contenders matchup with Runaway and Lunatic High, Jeff's favorite skin, and the Sinatra MVP skin. hello hello
0: everybody welcome to week 17 of the believe in overwatch league podcast uh we're just doing news this week because there really is not a whole lot of overwatch league play going on out there because we're on break until june 13th i believe but hey we're here with news how have you been kevin how is life in san francisco right now
1: uh it's pretty okay i mean uh, besides the the rioting um that you know, really shouldn't be happening. Um, I I feel like you know it's it's important that people get their voices heard, but like destruction of property is just unnecessary. Um, but other than that, the finicky weather and uh, trying to get my stream running a little bit more. Um, I, I've been I've been pretty good. Um, how about how about you, Matt? Our curfew here in LA is
0: 5 p.m. and they keep changing it. Like it was. It was eight, then it was six, and now it's five. And I'm just hoping they don't push it even earlier because then it's like, because I wake up at at afternoon. So I can't do anything. Like I was going to get a burger for the last couple of days, but they keep like pushing the curfew back. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to eat my dinner at like 3 p.m. So just wait (laughs) until I can actually go out and get something later.
1: Um, Yeah. You only have literally half the day to be outside if because it's from five to five right yeah uh i'm literally half our day yeah i have five today
0: it's five to six yeah
1: okay yeah mine is also five to six which is it's still weird because like i don't i don't want to eat dinner so early right like i'm i wake up late i'm like i want to eat something obviously but i don't want to you know mess it up in a way um but I get hungry late. So f- for the most part, I am just like I-, I eat what my parents get me at like six and then like at 10 o'clock, I'll end up like making more food. Uh, right. Just Because like I-, I just don't know, man.
0: Like I'll make food at like 2 a.m.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's not the quarantine that I I think is ruining my sleep schedule now. I think it's just like it's. It's a mix of that, but also knowing that like everything shuts down at five, so I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? I could get I could get dinner at eight, and then you're like, oh wait, no, I can't. <laughs> like, I just I have to I have to wait on that now.
0: Uh, so you're you're casting a game
1: later today, right? Um, I am doing a prep stream for um a Valorant tournament actually. Ooh. Um, so. Zar, I don't mean to be a traitor. It's just you know something come something came up. Um, Valorant was officially released uh, earlier this morning. Um, it is today. Today is June second for us, so it is like the first time for a lot of players um, who have PC and have access to Valorant actually playing it. Um, and there's just a lot of like different stuff that wasn't in the beta um that i have to first of all get used to again but um it it was nice being able to play overwatch and having friends who were actually on it for a while because it used to just be like okay you know what i don't have anything going on it's all good but now everybody is on was on overwatch to get the to get the new skins for for the um weekly event it's going to be interesting to see if I can get that last skin that comes out today um, and convince my friends to be like, Hey guys, can we get nine wins real quick so I can, uh, you know, do that. I haven't gotten any of the new skins and I only
0: have enough coins for one. So I play a lot of Reaper when I'm doing my DPS stuff or when I'm playing uh deathmatch. So that's an option. I do play a lot of Hammond when I need to like come out and, and clutch for a stall or something, so mm-hmm. that's an option. And I also really like the ash skin, even though
1: I don't play her. So
0: that's an option. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea which yeah. one to get.
1: Um for mine, I instantly bought the Hammond skin. I was just like, it was just too a, a hamster with a mustache. You can't say no to that. A hamster um,
0: in a mustache wearing a captain's outfit in a submarine ball.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like the, the cool thing, you know, it is the dive motif. So you have like the submarine Hammond, along with like the deep dive Winston or the Frogston skin. So you're literally is diving that why back they there. made him a
0: submarine because of dive?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's oh what that's god. what I think at least. Um, oh my god! But it, it's just it's just a nice little reference that they're adding there. All they need to do is add like a Genji and Tracer, uh, like submarine or like water related skin. Um, and then, you know, we'll have the full dive squad.
0: Yeah. Speaking of hamsters, so my, I told you my sister got a new hamster, right? Yep. Okay, so want, want to know a, a kind of a very interesting but kind of like ew fun fact about hamsters? Y- sure. So hamsters have really bad digestive systems, right? And the first time they eat their food, they they can't get all the nutrients out of it. So what they'll do is they will they'll poop out their food, then they'll eat it again so they can get the nutrients the second time around.
1: Okay. That's a fact that you now know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't wanna eat a meal twice. Uh <laughs> I, I I think once is enough and I'll I'll be good. Like if if my body doesn't get it, I'm just like okay, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll let that I'll let that slide. But all right, cool, cool hamster facts. As good as that ice cream was, once was enough. Yeah.
0: Also, this week, um, I actually got a chance to watch the one of our matches that we played with Zomniks casted for the first time, and it's so mm-hmm. weird. Like, it's it's weird watching the play and like i remember those times when i like okay that's when i charged in and died and then seeing it and then people like commenting on uh, on that play or they'll like talk about what they think is going on in our comms and then it's like no that was not that was absolutely not what we were talking about in comms it's it's so it's kind of surreal like just seeing your play and hearing it analyzed like that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i it it feels really weird especially like when you're watching the gameplay and you hear other people who who are casting it say like oh okay they they plan on doing this probably or you know oh yeah this this was a really good play or like um this is what this team needs to work on right and when i'm like i i had to do this once as like an exercise where you play a game but during like immediately after the game like you don't have time to process you just watch the replay and try to cast it again um and it feels weird having to separate like this is what professionals and what the uh the audience hears right they they think like this is what what's gonna happen in in their head and in your head when you're you know actually playing the game but in reality, you're like, okay, you know what? Our, we're doing X, Y, and Z. Like this is, this is actually what's happening. Um, it's just fun to see. You, you learn what other people think of your gameplay. Um, but at the same time, you get to like hear everybody, all the comments and stuff like fly out and be like, oh man, dude, that guy's weird. Like, wh- why is, why is the Reinhardt in their backline? Like, what is this? Why, why is he charging back there? Um, or one of them we had a play like i remember um we were i think it was a school tournament that i was doing um i had like one run where i had like 15 earth shatters and like 33 kills with earth shatters and they're like what? it okay it was on hollywood right we went two times around but essentially i was playing up against this this other reinhardt who is pretty evenly matched not gonna lie like you would think like oh okay if you got 15 earth shatters in a game no essentially it was because during that time it was like full brawl cromps so whenever you would swing you would hit like three people at a time and so i would swing like three or four times i would have my ult i would just shatter them uh like almost immediately and they're just like what is this guy's like aggression level? I'm like, you know, sometimes you just have to like press W <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Sometimes you just got to swing and press W. Like my coach has like a famous line um, that he keeps telling me. He's like, you know, the other Reinhardt is expecting you to play chess with him. Um, you know, it's just like you know, good rock, paper, scissors game. Uh meanwhile, I'm playing Mahjong in their back line with their grandmother. Like, and I'm like, is that is that how you think? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. It's like essentially when they want you to play a certain way you just do the complete opposite thing. And if you do that, you're gonna throw them and then they're gonna have to join and play Mahjong and you win the chess match. Like, that's that's just how it is. Yeah. So he's just like, Yeah, sometimes you just gotta do something weird in order to make them uh to to make them think differently
0: yeah like i remember at one point we were um we were going on oasis and it was university and we're trying to figure out what what comps are going to do and um one of the people on our team kitty she decides she's going to go junk rat because she wants to have the we're expecting them to go like really heavy shieldy or or something like that at least a rind so she picks Junkrat because of the shield break potential and it's something that she's comfortable with and i'm watching the uh the the vod afterwards and the commentators are like oh kitty cat's going with uh the junk rat i can't i can't imagine this is real this is probably just like a fake out or, or whatever probably just fooling around in the uh the spawn room and then we actually roll with it and they're so confused they're like what what's happening this is real why are they running that And it's like you know we we're, we're not just trolling we have a reason why if we're going this way um and I think my other favorite moment was uh we were on Volskaya on point two and we were attacking and I almost had my ult. I wasn't quite there. I was gonna try to like sneak around and like beat me get a couple of uh swings and then shatter. <laughs> and then um it, it failed. Like they, they saw me coming and they focused me, so I died. But the the commentator is like, and Ninja Boy, true to his name, is trying to come around from the back line and, and do some sneaking, but he gets caught out. <laughs> it was just really yeah. it's so weird watching this for the first time like at what point does it kind of get normal for for to see people dissect your play like that or try to get in
1: your head um i feel like it's i'm used to it just because like when i played on the college team um our vod reviews were essentially like our our coach like casting our games and telling us like hey you got to look for this or this is exactly what they're they're doing during this time right. um so I'm used to hearing like critique on my own gameplay, but I feel like the thing that's like the hardest thing to separate is like knowing when the casters are bantering about either your gameplay or like your name in a in a way. Um and just trying to figure out a way like how clever they are with those kind of things. Like they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, the the way how I play Reinhardt is like half aggressive. Um but then I will be passive for like maybe like two fights, and they'll just be like, "Okay, well he's not doing anything," and then I'll just go hard in like one push, and they're like, "What? What? what? <laughs> like, you throw them off that way." Um, and it really depends on who who's casting it too. Like, if they start getting to know you a little bit more, um, they could start like making more references to your name, like, um, the person who I do who I used to do a talk show with um Teki she was the support player for um for Art U's main team she Teki in Japanese means enemy so i could be like oh yeah enemy Techie. and like she's like oh she's he's playing a pun on my name and then she hopped on the cast and be like oh yeah they're making the enemy team kanashi which kanashi by the way means like sad or depressed yeah uh, so it's funny to see like her like return the favor essentially with with the name and convention um and it's it's just fun, uh, but honestly, there is a very weird thing of knowing like your games are being casted um and what the casters and what everybody else thinks versus like what's actually going on um I would definitely recommend if you if you guys want to um if I'm ever on Twitch, you guys could probably. Like, tell me, hey, if you upload your VOD, I might take a shot at casting it so you guys could hear what it sounds like. Um, it will be a solo cast unless I grab somebody else. But I think that it is, like, it is worth hearing your stuff casted at least once. And I feel like the better games, by the way, the better games to be casted aren't the ones where you're, like, pulling off a highlight reel. Um, it's actually better to see one where it's just, like, really solid gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. versus like a full steamroll like it, it's it's cool to see like okay yeah prophet uh pops off or Fleta does something insane or you know rascal is just flying around or whatever um but like it's really interesting to see like the entire team and what is the one like ability that pushed it over the edge
0: right anyway we lost we lost that mat, uh, round really easily it was a three zero steamroll but uh, we were we were playing with a new player and we were having someone fill tank for us that doesn't normally tank. So eh, there was a lot of mitigating factors, but we were up against the, the top team in our bracket. So shout out to Nevermore for their play. And I got, dude, I got melted down by a forest so many times as Ryan and Arisa. It was just, it was very sad to be killed by my favorite character so many times.
1: Yeah, it does take a lot of time to like, figure out how the enemy is going to play uh unless you've had like you know obviously vods to look at before um but yeah i feel like you're only going to get better with time like you can only go up if that's the that's the best way to think about it is if you keep playing uh a game that you love there's no way how you can be worse than you were the day before um unless you just fool like screw up your uh, like your input settings and just do it like intentionally but honestly when you are playing overwatch it's you can only get better the more you play you you start getting enemy knowledge you start learning how to ult track that's probably like one of the things that like i would say is harder to do in a way where when you're in the middle of a fight you have to guess who has what and then what they're going to do on the next fight. Uh, right. It is something that was ingrained into me as the main tank. Cause as like, literally you're the one with the shield, right? So, um, you literally see everybody and where they're positioned and what they're thinking. So if you can read like, Oh, okay. Well, the Ryan hit like three people in this fight. So he's probably like 45% to his ult, uh, and then by the end of this next fight, he should have it unless we win it in like the first 30 seconds. So it's stuff like that that you just take apart. And if you do it right, it's just, it pops off really well.
0: Okay. So let's get into the, uh, the actual news that we have this week. And there is news. Um, so for the first time in, in that I can remember, um, the overwatch league and their main channel actually supported some tier two overwatch play some contenders play. We had the, um, o- the overwatch league futures match with team slime and team Toby. And then we also had the runaway versus lunatic high, uh, matchups that happened this weekend. I only watched part of the runaway versus lunatic high stuff just to, just to see it and see what it was like. Um, I think for me the biggest takeaway was really it was really good to see the players that were playing. Like the Vancouver Titans collapsed, but you still have those players in the game. They're still together. They still enjoy it. And honestly, like we had Stitch, Hawksall, Bumper, Twilight, all all, all of them were playing, and it's they, they look they looked so much better playing on that tournament than they did when they were playing with the the Titans this season. So I'm thinking maybe it's just that. Now that they're free of that stress and that pressure of having to deal with everything that was going on with the housing, the moving, not agreeing with the management, they're able to just just play.
1: Having that freedom, essentially, to say, hey, you know what? We're still a really good as a team. We're all just hanging out. I just want to see what, what these games are. Um, it's really good. It's really refreshing to see. I really do hope that a lot of these players get picked up if the, if they still want to continue to play on a professional level, but we know that they have the potential to do it. Yeah. Didn't stitch just get picked up by the justice stitch. I believe was on a two week contract with the justice. Okay. So I think he's a free agent again. Um, I know it was like S- stitch and Janu who were on, um, yeah, Washington with that two week. Um, we obviously we still don't know where hawksall is going to land but he is in he has been saying that he was in discussions with a team um and he said like oh yeah they're top they're they're pretty they're pretty good um and he wants to be on a team that has like a winning record and has that kind of mm-hmm. you know mentality to push him further so we'll see where hawksall lands um I'm I'm sad to see that Bumper doesn't have a team. Still, uh, he he was like yeah. one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite Reinhardts to watch. Like, you don't expect like that. That is literally what I would define as a Mahjong Rein. He's doing something that's outside of normal convention, um, and it works. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting to see Bumper, mm-hmm. um, not have a team at least, but. Yeah, it it was just a cool little show match for them. Update, Stitch signed a long-term contract yesterday. Nice.
0: Nothing about Johnny, but Stitch at least has a spot in the league playing for now. So, congrats to Stitch. But like so overall, what what did you think about the the games and seeing um something that's not just our our mainline Overwatch being casted on the main network, which is something that we've been, especially you've been calling for for a long time.
1: I I feel like it's very refreshing. This is something that I wanted the Overwatch League to do for a long time. Um, I understand like, yeah, okay, we don't have like X, Y, or Z all the time. Right? Like, we can't always have a, you know, an Overwatch contenders like scene essentially on the main channel, but at least showing that you care about your tier two and tier three makes it even more fun in a way um it we get to see new faces we usually don't get to see um and it shows us the future of overwatch like where these teams are probably going to get signed eventually um let's see you know who they want um another interesting thing was the the format that they had it in was um the, the ban phase essentially they had like four heroes that they could ban uh for each side so it got interesting and also like 222 was disabled so you got to see some kind of wonky comps but it was fun it's fun to watch um but yeah i just hope that if we get some solid support for tier two tier three and maybe even like the collegiate scene i would be totally down to just watch that
0: so before we move on, what what were your I know you you're more familiar with the uh the contender scene. What if anything were your biggest takeaways from this entire thing, like from watching it and from seeing it on
1: the the main channel? Um I think if anything this is just good exposure for for the players and for, you know, Overwatch in general. Um like the contender scene we we're usually like brushed under the rug and it's rather unfortunate because I want to have that level, not the full, obviously you don't want to have more content of contenders than of your actual overwatch league, but you do want to bring attention to it um, in a way. And most of it is still done on Twitch. So the fact that like YouTube, like it's on the main channel for YouTube, it's really helpful.
0: So moving on to um, other league stuff. So Sinatra's MVP skin is looks like it's going to be coming out within the next two or three weeks. Um, he was doing a stream with Super, and I think one of the people in chat asked him, like, hey, when's your Owl skin coming out for MVP? Um, and he said uh, probably within the next two to three weeks. So it looks like they're trying to have it coincide with when the league returns, or, or roughly around then. I guess that was a lot sooner than anyone really expected, because even super seemed surprised by that. Um and it is it's been confirmed that it's gonna be a Zarya skin. Um I don't play Zarya too like ever because I'm really bad with her. So I personally have no stake in this skin, I'm not gonna be getting it. But Kevin, you play Zarya, you like Zarya, your team is the San Francisco shock. What are what kind of things would you like to see in the skin? Like what what themes or or what, like, kind of special effects, maybe?
1: Mm. I I do. First of all, I am gonna get the skin regardless. Like, this is for sure. Like, a hundred percent, I'm gonna get it. Um. But when we it have comes, enough tokens now, finally, I do. Um. When it comes to like certain things, I just want it to honor what what Sinatra was able to do. Um. Like obviously like the San Francisco shock doom skin was just kind of, it's kind of lackluster in my opinion. Um, I just want the Zarya skin to kind of be something else. Like I want it to be like still representing the shock and Sinatra as a player. Um, but I, I just hope that it, it looks better than what the other skins we've had recently from the league. Um, were essentially i don't know if there's anything that really stands out to me that i would add to like zarya's kit to make it you know more sinatra i think the only thing that like i've for sure would like to see um is you know that she has um 1512 on her shoulder on her left shoulder Mm -hmm. um put 150k because that was that was the joke um or not the joke but like just the meme that ran with Sinatra when he got signed um he was signed for 150,000 dollars and being like one of the first like big contract um overwatch league players so that would be a really nice touch just like 150 instead of the five uh the 512 I do hope that it honors Sinatra in a way um and I hope that you know it turns out good I don't I don't want it to be another skin that we're just like oh okay yeah but i would rather spend it on you know team tokens rather than going for you know an mvp release skin
0: so sinatra has been streaming Valorant, right have you been watching him at all
1: yeah i've been watching him play and it's funny because um one of the players from RU has been constantly like in his games like they they were at the same like level essentially um Shout out to Kairos if you're ever listening to this. Um, don't put peanut butter in your spaghetti. Um, but honestly, like it was really interesting to see like him play with other like kind of Overwatch people. Like he played with Corey a couple nights. Um, Kairos plays with Unko a lot because they're they they speak French. But over the recent weeks or the recent days with Valorant being down uh, between, you know the the 28th and now finally opening up on the second there has been a lot of times where i would see like sinatra and he's streaming overwatch for a little bit and he's playing with super again and you just see them like playing together and you're like oh dude this is these were the days like just remembering like this is the team um together again you know playing and he's still like top 200 300 in overwatch like you just you could just climb that it's not like it's ever left his system. He's mm-hmm. he knows how to do it. He just has to think differently when he's playing Valorant. So from what you've played and what you've seen other streamers do, what do you
0: think Sinatra's chances are of utterly dominating Valorant like uh he
1: did with the Overwatch League? So to be honest, here here's my here's my honest opinion about this. I do like Sinatra as a player and as a you know, as a personality, I just think that when it comes to learning CS skills, like Counter-Strike mechanical skills, it is something completely different. Um, I do not put it out of Sinatra's League to learn it quickly, though. Um, You know, he's still young. He's still quick. um, So he's going to think about it. He's going to he's going to get like really good at CS skills. Um, He's only 20, right? I yes, I, I believe he's only yeah he's only 20 so he's he has the potential to become really good um but i feel like once again it's going to be interesting to see like the dynamics uh form when valorant teams actually start getting put together and like there's legit there's organized play with like these big teams like sentinels and um a whole bunch of other teams that are going to be coming up right I feel like it's going to be interesting to see where Sinatra goes. We know he's mechanically skilled. We know that he has that ability. I just feel like it's going to be different in terms of the landscape and where he's going to land, um, how he's going to do in this scene. Cause we've seen what Sinatra is capable of doing in overwatch. We know that he is, you know, MVP tier MVP quality. Um, but how does that, how's that going to apply over to Valorant and his newest step uh, in life? Um, and you know he is going to face people who he's probably never never would have met in his overwatch path but that's that's the next challenge honestly it's to learn a new game and become dominant at that and just say like yo i didn't only conquer overwatch but now i could conquer uh valorant as well um so we we really got to know him as a
0: zarya and a doomfist player especially last season um but valorant is is played as far as i understand very differently than overwatch like it's it's more csgo like you mentioned and it's it's just it's a completely different game so um specifically looking at his gameplay and his style and the heroes he played what kind of mechanical skills do you think that he's developed on playing overwatch that would be particularly applicable to uh valorant
1: uh the one thing that i know for sure overwatch players have the advantage in is um using abilities and knowing when to use them. Um Counter-Strike does not have abilities. Uh neither does like another ta- other tactical shooters like Modern Warfare or uh Rainbow Six. They don't really have like a lot of specialized ability for their kit. Um, Overwatch players are used to that. Are used to having like random abilities and being able to use them in quirky ways, but um, honestly, what he brought over from overwatch and over to valorant is his mechanical skill it that on its own is just really really strong um but I feel like once he gets on a team and once he starts actually having that setting um for valorant, he can push himself even further and become better than he already is okay so so moving on here's a here's a
0: fun little story that i found on the internet i was scrolling through facebook this one time and i saw this this post that said here's the headline major relief blizzard has announced that overwatch players will be able to carry their unlocked skins and emotes into the afterlife
1: yeah uh, i'm so glad i don't have to buy the afterlife dlc to get my skins we just know that you know it's gonna happen so yeah i'm very happy
0: I mean th- this is a, this is an article from the Onion but I just it's so funny because really all we have now as Overwatch League players or Overwatch players all we have is the skins and the emotes like nothing else is really coming out that's new and it's like with the uh the anniversary man it's all that we have that's going for us right now we don't have any new modes we don't have anything but like a couple skins but we keep coming back and we love it so much also quick up to, uh quick reminder for everybody the event is only going to be on for one more week i believe june 9th which is a week from today next tuesday is when the event ends so crank while you can
1: yeah for sure if you guys want to get those skins get them now um don't don't wait i know that you guys like some people like to procrastinate and be like oh okay well like, I could wait until the last day, and maybe get it, but I I would just try to get it done. If you have a day in the middle of the week, get some friends on, get your nine wins, get your skins, uh, do it. It's better to get it now before the uh the event ends.
0: I think the easiest way to get the uh the nine wins is do it. Like find one of the days when you have uh the the story missions, like the archives or the uprising or Zomnix. And then just do normal mode and just crank them out. And then you can, like, rank up the difficulty afterwards. But at least you've got your loot boxes. Before we move on from this topic, I just want to read one of the quotes from uh, the Onion article. Um, It goes, Whether it's a rare event skin like Reaper's Masquerade outfit or one of the common skins that only costs 75 credits, Blizzard will guarantee that all of your in-game unlocks transfer over into the great beyond, said Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick. Adding that not just skins and emotes, but also player icons, sprays, and voice lines, victory poses, and highlight intros can be brought as well, seeing as the company's servers are still functional in the hereafter. We know how many of you shelled out on a snow owl form or the bar- barbarian Zarya getup, and we want to make sure that your money doesn't go down the drain the second you shed your corporeal form and trek into the great beyond. Trust me we understand how frustrating it would be to spend hours grinding for the Oni Genji suit to not be able to show it off
1: once you're amongst the souls of the dead. We need those. Uh, we need to make sure that the afterlife blizzard servers are live. Um, and, you know, I feel bad for the ones who may not have had it, had the option to transfer over their skins. Uh, you know, the, this sounds like it's brand new news. So I guess those guys are still grinding for their old skins. And then the the older players who, you know coming right in we'll have all their skins so uh there might be some angry afterlife uh repercussions but we'll see when that
0: time comes i mean i played heroes of the storm for that genji skin come on let me take it with me
1: yeah the, the police diva skin as well like yeah i remember just getting those wins in order to get that
0: Okay, so to kind of go along with this topic, Jeff Kaplan revealed what his favorite uh skin and character are. Uh Kevin, did you did you read this story? I did not. Okay, okay. Um who do you think his favorite hero is and what his favorite skin is?
1: Are they both from the same hero or do you think are they are they different? Uh they're they're from the same hero okay so knowing jeff jeff is uh let's see i feel like i feel like it would be someone who has a lot of skins already um so it wouldn't be somebody who's like brand new yeah i'm, I'm thinking i think it's what if i said like a banana man like the mystery man mccree
0: okay okay that final final guess uh yeah sure okay um so this revelation came out when he was on a one-on-one uh battle with torbjorn hammers with j3 um they were doing this on j3's uh stream and it's reinhardt and the grief heart skin hmm and reinhardt is the only character he has a golden weapon for he also said that he really liked the Wrecking Ball Epic uh, skin with the glasses
1: and the Doomfist formal skin, but he's really bad at Doomfist, so he never plays him. Same thing for me. I like Doomfist's uh a formal skin, but I can't play Doomfist to save my life. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. Like the Hammond Shade skin when it came out, the High Roller was really good. Um, and I still like that skin to this day. But it's, yeah, it does take a lot of time getting used to, um, you know, Hammond in general. But Griefheart is kind of an interesting skin um, for Ryan. Like, I feel like that's one of the only skins besides, like, uh, I think Bastions that have, like, a significant, like, tree floral design. I guess Arisa has one, too. Yeah. But, like
0: It's her, her wood sprite skin.
1: Yeah, I I feel like this is, it's just an interesting skin. You would think that he would go with like Baldric because that one's like even more extravagant. But
0: yeah, that's the one I uh, use. I was expecting him to say something Tracer related because she has so many skins and
1: she's the poster child of the game. Yeah, she is the mascot of the game. So you would expect her to kind of have that space. But I don't know. So what for you,
0: what is your favorite skin in the game? And what is your like definitive favorite hero?
1: Uh, definitive oh god that's tough um, my definitive favorite hero for sure is still Ryan I feel like Ryan has such a good personality and like just embodies you know being a main tank and knowing what to do in order to get your team to where they need to be Um, I mean I feel like that is one of the reasons why I actually got on the ArtU team is because I was able to play Ryan like pretty pretty solidly uh-huh um so that's why like i gravitate towards him i think in terms of skins wise um i it's tough to figure out like a really good skin i do like Baldric. i do like um i like lieutenant wilhelm as well i feel like ashes ashes skins in like recent times with like both the the fire golem as well as you know little red are both really solid like really cool skins mm-hmm. um i do like on like i feel like diva has some good skins too i like academy uh wave racer and the police officer one there are those are all really good skins it's just tough to pick one um just because you know they're, they're all good in their own manner um for the character um so yeah, skins wise, it's hard. Definitive best hero for me though is still Reinhardt.
0: Who do you think has the best original look? Like vanilla,
1: Overwatch,
0: no, like not even a recolor, like just as exactly. they are out of the box.
1: Um, I guess Xbox Genji. Like he's Genji's concept was just really cool when he came out. Um, I think it's him and obviously Mercy. Mercy's like whole, you know angel motif was really interesting yeah vanilla wise i have to give it to one of those two it's not because i'm i don't that sh- well i'm not intentionally shipping it but it's the those two just have the coolest design like out <laughs> the box right right um
0: for me probably uh, favorite skin it, it's tied right now for Farah between the um the aviator skin and her anubis skin and then I'm also really, really into Roadhog's toxic skin. It's just, it's so cool. Like his hook has a needle in it. His head's just
1: a skull in a jar with green fluid. Yeah, I do appreciate that one as well. I don't have that one, actually. Um, I don't think I ever got it in the box. Um, I like I the, I uh, one. I like the, the walrus one for, for hog personally. Hmm. Like I think my brother is
0: that skin for him.
1: Yeah, the ice fisherman hog. It's just fun. I think out of the box for me though.
0: Um, I really do like Tracer's color scheme a lot. Um, who else? And and Ryan just the giant rocket hammer looks so cool. Okay, so I have uh, I've got two more stories that I found. Um, so I don't, I don't. This is this is obviously a joke, but if you look on the Florida Mayhem Twitter, um, it says that sideshow, the same sideshow, Joss Wilkinson, who's been casting everything and doing his thing with Spice Adams, which we didn't have a Spice Adams this week, otherwise we would have led with it. So sad. Hopefully he's practicing in the off season that he has. Sideshow now has a 14 day contract with the Florida Mayhem because. I think it was as a five kill bet when he was playing against Yaki that if he got five kills on him, then he would get a contract with the Florida Mayhem. I guess the reason why this is probably just a, a poke at all of the uh the two week contracts that have been popping up throughout the league. So the NYXL put a put a, a funny response to the tweet that said, "Is he responsible to drive the player van?" And the Florida Mayhem responded, "You'd think we trust him with that much power? Heavens, no."
1: Yeah. It's funny to see like the back and forth between you know good teams, yeah, and and just seeing what they have, what they have to say to each other. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, I remember there was a joke um, after after the signing with Sideshow, right? Um, Super said like, "Oh man, dude, I quit. Let's just sign Reinforce." And people <laughs> people were saying like, "Yo, actually, Reinforce can play. So if you want to pick him up, it's an option." And then. Um, the Florida mayhem tweeted uh I I believe at super later and they're like, Yo, we gotta get that show match during the off season. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> we get the sideshow versus reinforce the the, an, the the analyst versus the desk. Let's go.
0: You gotta have Spice commentating though. That yeah, that's his test to see if he's learned anything. If he can actually uh, just do the casting for that match. But like so i I'm guessing this is just a joke about all of those two-week signings. But what do you think about that two-week trial period? Is that long enough to really gauge how well a player meshes with your team and if they'll be able to to really be an asset?
1: I feel like two weeks is plenty, honestly. Like, if you're playing every day or, like, every other day yeah. even, um, you have to see how they adjust to, to VOD reviews, if they do anything different. Um, and just seeing how they... How they work essentially, um, I, I do want to. Like two weeks is plenty of time to realize if a player is focused and like willing to fit into the team, because um, usually week week one is used to kind of learn the rollouts, learn learn everything that you want to do, and then do a couple of odd reviews, and then week two is like to see if you could actually like fit well with the team, and if like your synergy is there most people think oh well a good player can fit into the fit into their role whatever it will like good teams will play around them but honestly it does come down to like chemistry Mm -hmm. and if your team can do things without being asked that is probably one of the one of the hardest things that you like inevitably learn and pick up from just by being on a team is Like, learning your own team's quirks and being able to push it. Like, for example, like, I know that when I played with my team, we were initially very passive, um, and they needed me to be, like, the first person in. So I would be the first person in, and then the rest of the team would have to follow. So they they learned my quirk. It's like, I would be like, hey, guys, I'm just going to do it. And they're just like, okay, let's go. And so they would they would get used to me literally initiating fights by throwing by like charging in. And don't ever do that. Don't ever don't ever pin to start a fight. Um even if you have a Zarya bubble. Just don't do it. You could save your pin for something else. But like Guilty. Um, it, it's better now to like just turn a corner and get bubbled, like when you're close, um, rather than yoloing it but when i did yolo it like my team was behind me and they're like oh we have to keep them alive we gotta go and so yeah sometimes sometimes that just works
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so last topic that i found um this is definitely much of a heavier topic um it's 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 very topical though considering everything that's going on um with the protests and the the death of george floyd and everything but um three Overwatch League teams so far have spoken out against um the violence and against George Floyd's death. They are the Valiant, uh the Florida Mayhem and the Dallas Fuel. Um as far as I was have been able to tell from this Washington Post article that I found, um this is not like a league wide thing. This is just these three teams um that that are speaking out about it. Uh the Florida mayhem in their post, um they, they posted to their Twitter George Floyd was an innocent man, his life was wrongfully taken on Monday. Um, racism and injustice in this country cannot and should not be tolerated. We believe it would be wrong to remain silent during such a critical time, and as such are using our platform to bring visibility to an issue that requires our immediate collective attention. The time for change is not tomorrow, it is not a week from today, the time is now. Um for me this just strikes a very um a very different tone than the last time like blizzard was in the news for um i guess protests and political stance which goes back to the everything that was happening with china and and taiwan um i guess the difference now is that there are people speaking up it's not it's again it's not a, a blizzard thing um but but things are are I, I guess the opinion and the political statement has been has come out sooner
1: rather than later. I do like how these teams are taking a proactive approach to this. Um, they definitely are are doing are are making sure that they are doing their part and by bringing awareness, um, you know, to the Black Lives Matter movement and you know showing support for it. So, I I do agree that these are. You know very very good ways of like showing that you support i'm really surprised that the league didn't put out anything um i know that um nrg which is the parent company of the shock uh put something out um so maybe we have to look up the ladder and see like oh okay well maybe uh maybe instead of you know the london spitfire it's like cloud nine and Face clan um for you know the Atlanta rain. Um, but I do think that, you know, these teams are at least showing support and not staying silent um, during this time, which is really important. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that
0: Blizzard itself
1: as the, the bigger entity,
0: hasn't really, or even just Overwatch 2, hasn't put out a statement considering, like, if you look on social media now, it's like, everywhere you look all these companies are are making statements in support of the movement and it's also it's really big media companies that normally do stay silent to try to um play the middle of the road not not upset anybody they 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 generally try to play very neutral and it's a very unusual circumstance now to see that they're actually taking a solid stance well that's
1: all that I have anything from you Kevin uh no just if you guys get get your overwatch skins while you can stay safe uh don't riot uh not the company but like you know in general just don't don't break stuff don't steal things it's it's just not the way to do it um yeah you want you want a peaceful and like honest protest just don't don't steal stuff uh so this would be a good person uh if if you want to if you want to really like steal something i i'll I'll give you i'll give you some of my like in-game currency i guess i'll I'll give you i'll give you some wins because i i I sucked that bad
0: (laughs) i think that i want to mention that i forgot to say earlier is that uh just to end on a lighter note if, if anything watch the uh the apex tournament that they post that match between lunatic high and uh runaways just watch it for the different voice lines like hearing the voice lines oh, yeah. in in korean is so weird like they they had the Junkrat rat saying it's party time but it, it in a korean accent in english it's so bizarre
1: mm-hmm. it it does take a lot of getting used to especially like i originally played overwatch in english right and i still play overwatch in english um but one of my support players plays it in Japanese. So all of her voice lines are different. And then another player on my team plays in Korean. So when we're watching VOD review, you just hear a whole bunch of different things, depending on whose perspective you're watching. And it's really interesting. Um, you, you'll have moments where like drop the beat, like from Lucio is like, 15 syllables uh but that's cool i mean that's the way how that language is built um and how it sounds in game because you know we we hear all of the voice lines um if it's an enemy unit in their native tongue right yeah. um but if it's on your team you hear it in your original language so that's why it's kind of it's it's cool to hear like um get ready for you know the rip tire right versus you hearing like you know it's party time uh. anyways thanks again guys for listening in
0: for the news this week we'll be back again next week with another news segment as we get ready for the return of owl on the 13th of june again guys please stay safe uh, stay inside wash your hands um don't get hurt And we'll catch you next week. Adios.
1: Next week, we prepare for the return of the league and the June tournament and update you on any news that comes our way.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in O-W-L. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.